You are listening to the Tri-Quarter Transmissions and Five-Year Mission Episode 2. And now, here are Craig and Jeff. second installment of what are little songs made of thanks to everyone who tuned in last week for our debut episode we saw over 120 downloads in the first couple of days and we hope to keep those numbers growing as the series goes on uh, special thanks to neil carpenter alex lindner and lee Sherolis for the comments on facebook i hope i'm pronouncing all of your names correctly if i'm not Feel free to roast me in the comments for this episode, and I will get your names right next week. Uh, always great to hear back from listeners, and uh, we really appreciate uh, hearing what you think about the episodes and, and the work that we're doing here. So uh, this week is episode number two, uh, which we will be talking about the second track from year one, and that's Noah's The Man Trap. So Noah, you want to start us off by giving a little insight into the writing of this song? That was the very first song. No, it wasn't. Right, Mike? It wasn't. Uh, the first that, song. Was, that was the first song that you brought to the band. It was the first yeah. song. Okay, yes. It was the first song <laughs> that I brought to the band. When, when Mike had the idea and it was just me and him writing stuff, that was the first one. And I, I had, I really liked that salt vampire kind of, <clears throat> I, I guess that's just like a fan term that got associated. I, I couldn't. I mean, it's not in the episode. They never say it in the episode. But I just thought that was such a great term, and it deserved to be shouted during a chorus. So that was... that. So, was, yes. <laughs> that was the main... No! My main goal was to make sure we were shouting Salt Vampire during the chorus. Which, which one of my biggest memories of, of recording the song was... Uh, we I, I was helping Noah mix the song one day, and that was not there. And then when I came back a few days later... And Noah was playing the song. Suddenly, there was a bunch of people yelling "salt" in the background. <laughs> and I had never heard this before. <laughs> we had not discussed about it being a big choir or not. No, choir, you guys had just come up with it while shout. you were like yeah. recording. I remember. I remember because that was that was a very organic thing. Yeah. Because uh, it, Holly was on there too, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Because we were at the time we we <clears throat> used to uh, year one we recorded at Noah's house, and that's where we used to practice, and so. I, I tend to, and Noah and I both, when we get, <laughs> when you get us together recording and uh, we just start being goofy and throwing in whatever, and I think that was just one of those times where we were just kind of playing around and it just kind of, it just kind of happened. Yeah, and you might have done salt in like three different voices. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I did the you and then yeah. that cut on too. Yeah, so <laughs> I, it just, it's one of those things where. It's the beauty of recording where you just find these little nuggets that are yep. just like perfect and it just kind of makes a song. And I think really 
especially for uh, when we're playing it live, it's just part of the fun for the people there because they know you know they can sh- shout salt here and you here. It's just it, it's what, it was just a, a great. It just worked out just right. Mike, did we had we decided at that point that we were going in broadcast order, and that's why we were doing those early ones? I don't or, think we had decided that yet. Okay. I, I think you just you were just like here, here are they, and we, we yeah. You you chose to do that, and here are they. <laughs> and uh, I mean that was just the first one that you brought. <laughs> well, fr- from an episode perspective, that was one that was pretty much ingrained in my my deep long term memory because monster was so creepy and cool looking when i you know saw it as a kid and leaving the marks on people's faces and yeah. it was just it was one that really stuck out in my memory so i was, I was kind of happy to to have that episode and work on it one that i i remembered very well from from my childhood it was how one of you guys how do you guys divvy up the the instruments um you know chris had mentioned he played bass on the cage but on this track, you play keyboards and provide backing vocals. Uh, well, whoever writes the song generally will play guitar because that's normally how we well, the instrument that we write on. And then everybody else, well, Andy always plays the drums, of course, and then everyone else kind of scrambles for the remaining instruments. <laughs> Usually we come in with, you know, we hear a demo and then somebody will think of a part. Oh, I have a guitar part. Might I have an idea. Yeah, for I have what, an idea for what I want to do on bass. Yeah. A lot of us kind of have some def- kind of default instruments that we feel comfortable with, yeah. you know, that that that's fine and that we, or that we prefer to have. Yeah. Um, and I think also as time has progressed, I I sort of, I know like who might be best suited for what I, I want to have happen, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. So I yeah. might I might ask somebody like, I really want you to be playing guitar on this because I know you, you know, this style of of guitar playing that I want you, you know, that I want this song to have or, you know, and then sometimes it's just a total crapshoot. It's just like <laughs> somebody happens to have picked up an instrument and, and right. is tinkering around and all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're stuck on whatever it was we were messing around with. Sometimes somebody will say, Oh, I got an idea for that. And then he'll be sick. Like yeah. practice. <laughs> he comes to practice next week. Oh yeah. I, I figured something you're, out. We've already practiced you're, that. You're on keys, buddy. <laughs> you're on keys. That's happened to me. We can not say that almost, very rarely does anyone choose keys. Sometimes, <laughs> none of us are occasionally, very occasionally. None of us are really. Tr- I mean, we're all guitar players at the core, and so you know, um, it's easier coming from guitar. It's easier to maybe think of a bass part, yeah, um, and it just feels more natural. Uh, the keys are usually. I, I never choose keys unless I really have a good idea for it, um, and then otherwise, if I get get stuck on keys um it's because the other guys just have ideas for other parts and that's just what happens but at the same time sometimes you think oh great i'm on keys again but then you come up with a unique part that really works and so it it works out so i i I tend to get get more keys than anybody well i don't know it's it's starting to even out a little bit i used to get the keys mostly but I, I'm a lot more comfortable with them than I than I used yeah, to. Yeah, I think I, I actually I think kind of I find was, it as a challenge. And yeah. Speaking of parts that work on the Man Trap, it was one of the most fun <laughs> songs for me to work on in the studio because I really liked adding the guitar harmonies in there, and um, also there's that backing vocal part in the chorus that I really enjoy doing. Yeah, and I came up with those things, which was actually Mike came up with the lead line, and then I developed it and added the harmony to it, and it yeah, and you, really and added you do an the extra dimension thing to the, on song. the bass. Yeah, right? when when Noah and I, when it was just the two of us, we were sitting in his living room playing the Man Trap. We only had like three songs, and we were just jamming around on them. And 
I thought that the chorus, the pre-chorus, kind of reminded me of uh, "Boys Don't Cry." Yep. So I just started playing these like Cure-sounding guitar lines on it, and then it it kind of just turned into that that one line that we yeah. still have in the song. We're Cure crazy. Yeah. And uh, and one of the one of my favorite things about the song is that uh, Patrick and I kind of trade off on that part when we play yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays on a guitar, and then I'll play it on bass, and then the last time we do it as a harmony. Yeah. The recording has, uh, you, you don't always hear it live as well, the recording has the two guitars that, that do that harmony yeah. in the in the, the third and the bass uh, also. progression, I think. Yeah, with the yep. bass. Yeah. So, yeah, we can't, we can't, we don't have that many guitars, so we can't do it live, but right. uh, it's... We're not so we, pu- we pull a queen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just play it. So you guys mentioned earlier that uh, the the audience has a little bit of participation here in the chorus. Has the Man Trap become a uh, a five year mission concert staple or a crowd pleaser? It has. Crowd it, pleaser. Yeah. It, definitely. it definitely was for a long time. Yeah. It was another one like the, like the cage. It was yeah. almost never not on the set list. It was almost always. Yeah, we almost first, always like, played years. it. Um, well, I think it, a lot of the the year ones. I mean, Miri yeah. was like that. Yeah. I'd say yeah, about six or seven. I mean, about we half clo- the album we closed really. with Dagger yeah, forever. Dagger was yeah. on the list for a long time. So yeah. yeah, we have you know a lot of the year ones one songs were were like that. Although Man Trap is kind of endured <laughs> because it has that audience participation and uh, it's just fun to play. Yeah. So it's it's and it, it's not a real long song, so we can just knock it out and you know have fun with it and. <laughs> So yeah, it's, we, it's we just... all glared at Mike when Chris said "long song." <laughs> <laughs> that, that is not what happened. <laughs> now, when you're tracking something like like the Man Trap, that sort of has that sort of stop-start feel to it, how are you tracking that? I, I, I obviously Andy's laying down his drums first. Is somebody just laying down a scratch part with him, or are you doing stuff, you know, directly to the recording there because of the timing that you need? The way that we record is. Uh... We'll record Andy playing the drums, and we're only recording drums, but one of us will play along with him. Um, Into the headphones. Usually the songwriter. Yeah, Yeah, he can hear it in the headphones. And whispering the vocals all creepy to me. (laughs) (laughs) Mike. And then he's over there doing a million different, like, cartoon voices (laughs) and, like, messing up the lyrics just trying to make me laugh. And then we have to do another take. (laughs) I, I try my hardest. To to make Andy smile when we're when he's recording, <laughs> and then afterwards I punch him in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, guys, any closing thoughts on no. the man trap? You. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. All right, and that wraps up episode two of What Are Little Songs Made Of? It's been great having all five of the guys here again for this discussion, and we can't wait for next week when we'll be discussing Patrick's Charlie X. So, in the meantime, you can catch up with us on Facebook at the Tricorder Transmissions or Five Year Mission. That's the number five year mission. Uh, we're also on Twitter at TTT underscore pod and at Five Year Mission. And if you don't already own the guy's music, you can get physical media from their website, fiveyearmission.net. And digital music is always available from iTunes, Amazon, uh, Google Play, and you've got various streaming services like SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify out there to get your 5YM fix. So hopefully you'll all tune in again next week for episode three. Thanks for listening as always. Salt, salt vampire.